retire with his uncle's saber at his side. His hand rested on the saber as if it, too, were speaking to him. He also had heard the legend that warriors would rise up from her waters. Being a man of intellect, courage, and wisdom, Frank, as he liked to be called, knew the need to answer the calling. Like Matt, he only knew that the being above all heavens would send out his spirit upon his chosen to lead his people. It was his time. He closed his eyes, said a quiet prayer, and then felt a soft feminine hand gently take his hand and prayed with him. His wife, Mary Lay, spoke softly. Same dream, Frank. Without looking down, he answered her proudly and with grit teeth. The sharpness of steel cutting through the air, and me on my steed charging through an army of devils. He looked into her tearful eyes and said, The Brazos is calling me, darling. Don't ask me how or why. I know it sounds too bizarre, but I know she's calling me. It's a stupid story. You don't have to believe it. A legend, Mary. And, yes, I must believe it. I know deep inside that one of the warriors is me. Texas means my whole life, and I'll fight to keep her free. Are you sure it's not just the saber barking at you? She jested. After all, it has a story to tell, too, belonging to your uncle. She referred to the saber that belonged to Frank's uncle and guardian, Major Benjamin Fort Smith, which was passed down to him. Frank looked back at the river and stood a little longer. He felt her hand release his and heard her soft steps walk away from him. Three other men felt the calling that morning along the banks of the Brazos, as if the legend were coming true. At this juncture in time, it would appear that there would be no need for such a calling, as times were quiet in Texas, except for a rustle of cattle or a man killing another in a brawl but nothing on a grand scale. Yet all four men felt the calling and prepared themselves to answer it. Frank ended his prayer with an Amen. It seemed to echo across the Brazos and down the banks of Brazoria County. Unknown to either of the men, a war on the other side of the country was in the making. It was also unknown that their paths would soon cross. This is the story of four men from Brazoria County who became cavalry leaders in the Confederate Army and rose to the calling of the Brazos. These men are Benjamin Franklin Terry, Thomas Saltus Lubbock, Albert Sidney Johnston, and John Austin Wharton. And this is the story of Terry's Texas Rangers. Another man stood on the banks across the Brazos in Waco, Texas, Thomas Harrison. He, too, knew he had to answer the calling. Having fight in his veins and a strong desire to become a political figure, he, too, looked forward to answering the calling of the Brazos. And it is the continuing saga of our hero's venture to escape the law in Montana and liked some place where he could carve out a life for himself without having to look over his shoulder. 
It also combines the story of other Texans who become important players in his life, including one deputy, Steve Andrews, and his sister, Brenda. And lastly, it is the story of Matt's one love, Jenny McBride, from a plantation in Tennessee, and Matt's relentless search for her upon hearing that she was shot by a federal horse soldier. Matt whipped himself in his saddle and spurred Skeeter into a lope. He was joined by his sidekick, Steve Andrews, who had recently jailed Matt only to find that he had the wrong man. Prologue A Fast Gun Comes to Nacogdoches Tuesday, 9 April, 1861 Usually nothing much happened in a big way in a small Texas town, but once it did, the story was told by the locals over and over.